Hi, welcome to Blanket Talk, where I talk about topics, deep or not deep, and how my, my viewpoint, right? Today, I don't have a candle going, but I'm underneath a nice warm white fleece crocheted blanket. Okay, so today we will be talking about death. Death is a very vague concept. It's vague but complex, right? Um... I wanted to start this podcast by saying, before I even get into the topic of death, that if you are not comfortable enough to listen, if you've just experienced loss in your family, or are contemplating death or not comfortable at all with the topic of death if you're not mentally prepared to even have a conversation about death you don't have to listen i promise you can click right out and it'll be okay but i guess i'll start Death is one of the most interesting things for me to talk about. I experienced loss and death at a young age when my grandfather died. I mean, we weren't really close or anything, but he still died, you know. He's a piece of shit, for sure. And I was a child experiencing his death. I had no really specific reservations about this man, and I had no kind of connection to him. And processing that kind of like loss i guess at a young age we don't really understand what was what's going on at the time and therefore it it doesn't really boggle us because we don't understand the concept of death quite yet you know it's too complex so i specifically did not have you know any any care really and that seems very very like psychopathic and you know but i was a child i couldn't process loss and properly and no one really explained it properly to where an eight-year-old concept you know i just kind of went through it as if nothing really happened because i didn't know the man you know well enough i just knew that he was a piece of shit and he 
he died of multiple things because he was a bad man, you know, and during his lifetime. And so I didn't really feel anything about him. And then now, the second time that I ever experienced loss, right? Was when the man that had helped us move to America and acclimate to the, to the, to the country and the state. I live in North Carolina, by the way, for any American listeners. Um, North Carolina is a really lonely place. I can tell you that much. People here are not quite friendly when you're an outsider. It's very strung together, very tight, very family-oriented, and community is a very big thing here, at least where I live. Um, He was one of the first men that helped us, you know, and after like three years, four years, I think, no, 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 it's actually longer than that, Uh, after six years after we've moved um i experienced just losing him you know he played a really big part in my life considering that i had moved to america at age nine or ten right so i was at almost at an impressionable young age i guess and kind of processing that kind of loss you know one day we received a phone call and it was a phone call that told us that he died on the side of the road parked of a heart attack and my mom I remember when we got that phone call she was crying and in tears about how he died. And that was the first instance where I, I saw how affected my family was, you know, or my mother at least. How affected she was about this man dying. And I got the sense of like mortality considering that I had known this man for years and he played a really big role in my life. Like, oh shit, he's actually gone. That's crazy. You know, I'm never going to see him again at Christmas parties. Or at my, my, whenever my dad, like, brings me to their Thanksgiving parties or whatever. Like, I'm never going to see this man. And I know for a fact that I didn't cry, you know. But there was, like, a sense of emptiness that I felt when this man died. It was not, like, too much to, like, it, to, like, not be able to function, but it was enough to notice that I had lost somebody, and that's how I was supposed to react, which is being kind of empty and sad. But I'd moved on from that death uh, quite fast, quite rapidly, yeah, I'd like to say. Um, so he stays with, with me in my memory because I had inherited like some of his stuff 
or I was able to get some of his stuff. Like his clothes and stuff. So his wardrobe was pretty fire. Honestly, for a man, for a 70-year-old man, his his closet was pretty fire, not gonna lie. There's a lot of vintage sweaters and stuff, and I took all of them because I love vintage stuff. And I'm glad that I was able to keep a piece of, keep, keep a piece of him, you know, in my life. And to this day, like, kind of <laughs> seven years later or so, six, six, five, six, seven years later, like, I still have them. And I still wear them. And because they're so comfortable and they just last that long. I'm glad that I was able to keep a piece of him like that keep him close to my heart and whatnot and have a reminder that he is somewhere hopefully living a good good retirement <laughs> the great retirement or whatever um moving on <laughs> i'm outside yeah i'm watching the stars right now sorry it's stupid fucking neighbors i swear to god but third death that I've ever experienced, really, like, personally, that hit me, was my co-worker. I had worked with this woman for literally, like, two months, a month, not even two months. But I'd see her four o'clock, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday and actually no Monday and Sunday and Monday I'd see her and on the occasion Thursdays and I I would see her sharply at four o'clock because that's when I clocked in and she would greet me, hey, what, how are you doing, baby? You know, in her little old grandma voice. And I saw her routinely for a month and a half, give or take. And I guess the, the constants of seeing her and actually like liking her you know her presence was deeply felt by me and she had been an integral part of my work life and we had shared a bond even though there was rough patches where we would have disagreements and stuff and one morning I realized one Sunday morning I realized that she didn't come to work and I was confused because usually she'd be on time and you know maybe she wasn't feeling alright and then so I didn't put Put too pay too much mind to it. Okay. Monday came along. She 
she's still not here. You know, I went to work four o'clock sharp. And she still wasn't there. And so I had to do a whole lot of work um, by myself till the next person came. And so I started to worry about her. You know, because constantly I would see her on Sunday. Like, without, without a, missing a beat, I would see her on Sunday and Monday. Well, early morning. And I didn't really have any feeling that she was not okay. I thought she was like wanted to take some time off or whatever. And then they broke the news on Tuesday. She had died and the police found her after a wellness a welfare, a welfare check. And we don't know how she died. They, the family never addressed it and left it at that. Because sometimes not knowing is better than knowing the truth. But she had died and I was shocked. knowing that that woman had died. The woman that I saw at 4 o'clock to 1 o'clock, you know, Sunday through uh, Sunday and Monday, every week, is gone. And I don't really... I'm, I, I don't really care much for consistency within like a schedule or whatnot and seeing being seeing the same person you know I, I'm, not, I'm not I don't get agitated when it's not the same person but I'm not like that but the the the, the, the idea of not seeing a person every whatever you know someone that Someone so consistent, you know. It bothered me a whole lot because I had gotten comfortable with that consistency of seeing someone, you know, every Sunday, Monday morning, you know. It just kind of. made me realize how death really affects me as a person. Now, as a 19-year-old with a fresh perspective on the world, you know, who understands concepts of death and concepts of, like, you know, mortality it's mind-boggling because I am able to process these kinds of feelings now and it's scary to me 
dying. Not the way I I will die, you know. But dying itself. Like I had went to her funeral and I was only able to go to the visitation because I had to take care of my mom. I had to bring her home from work. And seeing her dead body at the viewing, you know, was, I mean, it was prepped, you know, it was embalmed, the whole nine yards, she looked like how they tried to make her look as she was when alive. Seeing her laying there, peaceful, in death. I couldn't even recognize her. And it, it, it made me feel unsettled. Like this unsettling kind of silence in my head had taken over. She was really dead, and here I am, standing over her casket, looking at her dead body. Like, that had made me face mortality. You know, because someday, it's gonna be me. Or it's gonna be my mom, my grandmother, my my sister, you know? someone I'm really close with, I'm gonna have to attend their funeral. Unless I die first. <laughs> then I will be attending my own funeral. And hopefully I will not wait, you know, for my own funeral. But, like, that, it, it made me face mortality. Seeing my dead co-workers, like, body. In a casket. And it made me realize how scary having to process losing somebody. Because I have never lost anybody to be extremely, extremely close to me. Like that. Even though I don't really know them that well. I haven't known them for that long. It was just the amount of times I saw them. And how consistent I saw them. And I realized how important that loss was to me. After I lost them. I find that scary. But now I want to delve into... Why I find it scary. Die. So again, I, I talked about, I, I kind of touched on the aspect of dying, like how I'm dying, the technicalities of how I'm going to die. That part does not scare me at all. 
well not as not as much as actually dying like the concept of dying so i'm scared of actually dying like my physical body disappearing from this world into an ash form of ash and cremated just cremated and spread like that just my presence being gone and i watched this show called people watching years ago and one thing one episode really stuck to me and it started off with this these brothers right um they're watching star wars film i don't even remember return of the jedi maybe i don't even remember but it was the movie where luke trains with uh whatever the dead man or whatever and hologram and blah 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 and they were talking about how oh yeah obi-wan kenobi was died has died and how like dying works right and they delve into a specific like idea or concept of how we don't really die you know our physical bodies can die and wither away and decompose you know physically not here anymore but the thing that struck me interested the most like the, the thing that stuck with me the most was the fact that he said that that death i feel is when people people that we love people that we care about or random completely random strangers forget us our memories Or what uh, other people's memories or what keep dead people alive and I found that so fucking interesting because it made me realize that that is what I'm scared of actually dying to where uh, dying before I had even left a mark on somebody dying not knowing if someone loved me enough to remember to come to my funeral or to come to spread my ashes 
and I want to be able to leave a mark on people to show that I do care, you know, because I would want other people to care about me too, you know. And people watching, yeah, really, really insightful um, cartoon, adult cartoon-ish. But it got cancelled because of funding. Cracked really fucked up with that one because I love that series. Um, but they touch on it and it's the whole episode. But spoiler, spoiler, if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna don't want to listen to the spoiler listen for um about 30 seconds ahead again starting now um basically the little brother the younger brother who's uh 29 he had committed suicide and at the end it says loving memory on a bench signifying that um the older brother was just imagining his little brother dying, like talking to him this whole entire episode. Spoiler over. Um, 30 seconds. But he has talked about that. Uh, the, 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 the directors went with that ending, and that really crushed me because someone who is scared of the aspect of dying. Because all is just figured out, you know, dying, 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 like the real concept of dying. And I believe that concept. People die when people forget. Like, the. The genocide, the holocaust, you know? All those people died. And... We don't know a whole lot of their names. And... I find that so... Dismal and... Sad because... Like, even though we do know that there are so many of them and we there's records of them dying you know in those camps some of them we don't know their name you know and i find that sad because nobody remembers them Nobody remembers the struggle that they went through, and all we remember about them is they died in the Holocaust because they was caused by a terrible, terrible man. And the same could be said for any genocide or any tragic event. You know? The legacy that they left. Some for some people we don't know that. And I find that 
really sad because at some point, at some point in time, somebody, no matter how mundane their life is, you know, somebody has to have some memory of somebody. And as someone who's in, extremely curious about other people's lives and how they lead, lead it and wanting to learn from their lives, you know, I find that sad not being able to know that kind of knowledge. And that's why I'm scared of dying. I'm not scared of dying for per personal, like, per personal reasons, you know. Well, technically, I would be scared of dying for personal reasons. I'd be scared because I don't want people to forget me. And that's why I live. So that people... Well, so that I can do things that people will remember. Hopefully good, good things. But... Mortality is a fucked up thing. To go, to have to process and stuff. But. That's why. I live, yes. That's why I live. So that. I can. Live. And just live. And make the most memories and say and look back on my life and be able to say that I think I've made enough memories and I think I've made enough people and that like have enough memories of me for me to live on. And I think that's beautiful. I think. That it's something beautifully tragic. Death. And hopefully... The grieving of losing someone to death... I, I hope you find peace. If you ever have to go through it. I hope you find peace within yourself that... Someday you will die, and someday I hope that you have done enough to be okay with dying, living a life that's very fulfilled with good things, I hope. And I hope that you don't regret anything at the end of your life. And I hope that people you've lost, you know, I hope you keep them in your in your memories because that is one of the only ways that you can keep them alive. They may be physically gone, but in your head, 
they're still alive. Even if you only remember snippets of their faces, their emotions, and their words. I hope you keep them alive again. And I hope that you have a good night. Because I think that marks the end of the podcast. And I love you. And I just want to say that you will have a place in this world. And I hope death doesn't scare you as much. Good night.